Keep listening for our very common sense guide to the latest round of Shopify Editions updates. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email, SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. Now, this month... We're doing a bit of a catch up. Rather than focusing in on a marketing method, we are trying to make sense of all the things that have gone down this year. So lots of things have happened that changed the e-commerce game a little. There's also been an awful lot of noise about stuff most of you do not actually need to care about. Hello, metaverse. So this month, we're focusing on the five topics you need to care about. And yes, it's a long month. So we've got five whole episodes. And I've brought the best experts I can find together to take you through each of these things you actually need to care about and give you the stuff you need to know to know what you need to do about the thing. So if you listen to all five episodes, you are going to be totally up to speed and set up for a great holiday season for a great rest of 22. We're kicking off with one of the biggest news stories of the last few weeks in e-commerce, which is the recent Shopify updates. And we're bringing you our common sense anti-bright shiny object guide to it. So what happened, what you can ignore and what you need to take action on this year. Going to the Shopify editions page on their website is a little overwhelming if you've been there. It's like, whoa, so many ideas, so many things I could do. Do I actually need to do any of this? I don't know. Um, and a lot of the blog reviews, etc., seem to be aimed more at developers or clicks or taking the cool, shiny things approach. We're not doing that. We are focused on what smaller e-commerce retailers need to know and how it can help you this year. So prepare to have your Shopify Editions to-do list crushed, minimised, limited in our quite entertaining, I hope, update or run through of the updates. Do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guest will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximise the performance of all your activity this year. And then I'll be sharing my take on, on everything we've been talking about, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you. So do stay tuned to the end. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online Online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with Shopify expert Chase Clymer. Chase is the co-founder of Shopify agency Electric Eye and the host of the Honest E-Commerce podcast. Hello, Chase. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome to have you here. Um, how did you end up running a Shopify agency? 
Um, well, let's see. Uh, being in a band didn't pay the bills. That's the short story. <laughs> Uh, the little bit longer story is, um, yeah, I was in a band for a long time and that was, uh, fun, really fun. But yeah, you know, we, when you're in a smaller band and you're doing the touring, you're not making any money. It's not, it's not like a profitable endeavor at that point to kind of get your name out there. So I was freelancing the whole time, uh, and I was doing a lot of photography. And then from that, I got into doing magazine layouts. And then I, from there, I got into actually working for the magazine's website. And then I started learning how to build websites. And next thing I knew, I was building websites for other people. And then they're like, well, now we need to make money. So I was learning marketing. And so I was doing all of this stuff. And while we were doing the band, and the band got to a point where, you know, it was, it, we weren't losing money anymore, but, you know, it wasn't super profitable. So I was always just working on these skills on the side. And that's how I met my business partner, actually. Uh, him and I designed the album artwork for my band's first two albums together. Um, and then fast forward, say, five or six years, we decided to kind of hang up our hat as a band. And I was going full-time into kind of marketing and advertising when my business partner, Sean, left his e-commerce company that he was working at. He was one of the, he was one of the first three, I think, there. So he left, and he started to kind of like get into the freelance world and make every mistake known to man and i was like dude i've already done all this stuff like don't do that so i was like helping him with his freelance career and then we started tag teaming all these shopify projects and people were like who do we pay like what's your company called like you know and then taxes were a thing uh so we made a list of five metal band songs that we liked and electric eye by judas priest was the one that we picked and that's how electric eye was born very cool so definitely an organic reaction to things that were going on and, and a great name as well. I've never never seen metal um, songs as a route to naming a business before, but it's worked. It, it worked. And you know, it's our first version of our website, which I could probably go back in time and find, uh, was like a very metal cartoon inspired thing. And our old logo was super kind of like jagged and like kind of 80s metal band logo. And it's evolved <laughs> a little bit over time. But <laughs> I mean, at the root of it, like everybody that works at a company, like music is definitely a common thread that t ties through the culture of our business. All of us are kind of artistic in some way. Like we've got a lot of photographers on the team, got a lot of musicians on the team. So uh, definitely kind of tie back to our roots there. Very cool. And we're here not to talk about your Shopify journey, but to talk about the massive recent release of new stuff from Shopify called Shopify Editions. So for anyone out there who's not really sure what this thing is, what is Shopify Editions? Well, it's new, right? So Shopify likes to save all the stuff up and then like announce it all at once. Or sometimes they announce things super early or as we're going to see today, or sometimes they re-announce stuff that they've already released. But this, I guess, is their new thing they're, they're going to be doing where it's just like they're saving these updates uh, to, to share kind of with the community all at once. It's a big PR push thing, right? It helps the stock search. You know, what's funny is they actually released this right before the stock split. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Interesting timing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see why, what, you know, they're, they're definitely get all that PR buzz, have the, have the stock go up and then do the split. So anyways, out here saying, uh, you know, Shopify editions twice a year, they're, they're going to be showing everything that they've been building, all the new stuff and features that are coming to kind of the different platforms of Shopify. They're touting that this release has over a hundred new products and features. And, uh, we'll kind of dive into them there. Uh, but I guess this like would evolve from, Unite not being such a big thing anymore. And Shopify mm -hmm. Unite was kind of their partner conference and kind of an investor conference too, where they would like have, 
there, partners in the ecosystem. And then it was a real live event and it was over two or three days. Um, and it was very fun. But they've kind of changed what they're doing with that model. And it's got a lot smaller in scale. So additions, I guess, is going to be their new PR avenue. I don't work for Shopify. I don't know any inside information about all this stuff. I, you know, I should probably say I am an investor in Shopify. So maybe I've got some like weird opinions here, but I just, I'm being honest. Like we have to stay up to date on everything that's happening at Shopify because all we do is work on businesses that are built on Shopify. And we, you know, we're working with dozens of clients. So we're iterating and learning like, 10 times as fast as the normal people over at the agency. Yeah, it's, it is essentially a big bundling of new stuff into one announcement rather than dripping it out, isn't it? And, it, and, there's, and as you said, there are a lot of theories behind why this is happening and why it might be a good idea. But let's, let's dive into it because one of these, as you said, it's a, it's a big PR piece. We reckon it's probably partly angled for the benefit of the stock market rather than the users. So it's fair to say it's worth us going through it to identify which bits everyone listening should care about and which bits they can just ignore. Because given it's such a big PR thing, it's certainly, I've seen an awful lot of posts, an awful lot, awful lot of commentary out there, which could send someone into a full-on bright, shiny object spiral of defeat just yeah. going oh we must do that we must do that we must do that so so guys if you are if you've been trying not to do that or you're in the middle of a big old um spiral of bright shiny object syndrome we are here or chase more importantly is here to cut through all of that and give you the details you actually need so Shopify have helpfully split the update into six sections. Find customers, convert shoppers, create your story, build relationships, run your business and scale and build. We could debate the choices of those for, I think, quite a whole episode, but we'll resist doing that. And what I've done is I've challenged even Chase to pick one, just one from each of these six areas that you should care about this year, because it's the most likely to help you right now. So... Chase, anything you want to add before we dive into the first one? No, I think that uh, this is going to be a really fun conversation. And I will definitely just, uh, I'll try to highlight only one. Uh, but I'm sure we'll, we'll make some call outs on some other stuff. as Yeah, we go scanning through, this. through the list, there's some things which we're just going to have to talk about. Um, okay, the first one, the first section is finding customers, which is, although Shopify is a website, this is Shopify's way to help us with our marketing, basically. So which one out of these is the most interesting. Absolutely. And then I guess I, I just, I, one thing I do want to say is for all the listeners, and I'm sure this is going to end up in the show notes, there's uh, just like a website where all this stuff was released and it's a pretty nice little designed website. And we'll make sure to get that in the show notes. But so the, the subheadline on this section is connect with high value buyers, increase sales on your own terms, right? And so there are six things here that they, they put into this section under six. And it isn't all six, by the way, it, it changes on the things they're releasing here. So they, they're announcing in, in air quotes, uh, Shopify audiences, Shopcash, Twitter shopping, Dovetail, LinkPop, and Marketplace Kit. Now, I am going to tell you the one that I am actually excited about uh, is this Shopify audiences feature. This Now, this is a Shopify Plus exclusive feature, I guess. Um, but what it looks like is Shopify is allowing marketers... And I know that marketers are a lot of the listeners to the show to tie into the data that they are curating with their shop pay. Now, this is a lot of assumptions, but I think that these audiences are being built on the data that they own from the shop pay uh, shopping 
portion of the platform. So Shopify has all this information on customers out there. And they're basically making their own version of uh, Facebook audiences here. And they're allowing Shopify Plus customers to uh, export these audiences to their favorite ad platform, i.e. Facebook, TikTok, Google. Uh, This is a pretty new thing. It's really cool. Um, But yeah, uh, if I was in the marketing game, this would excite me a lot because finding uh, qualified traffic or, you know, uh, people that are going to be interested in your products is is very expensive these days. It went up during the pandemic and never went down. Yeah. And and with all the issues with the uh, the impact of privacy tightening on algorithm ability, this gives you the ability to tap into extra data to feed it into the algorithm to make it work. And I, for one, am busy looking for a good case study on whether this is actually as good as we think it's going to be or not. Um, I haven't yet seen anyone release any any results on it. So um, anything, so definitely, if you're on a Shopify Plus subscription, go and check out Shopify audiences, speak to your ad agency about it or your ad team, get it all synced up and see what you can tap into in there. And if you do it and you get some interesting results, let me and Chase know, because we'd both like to know what's going on there. Now, there's one other in this list that I I think is just the biggest bright, shiny object in the whole Shopify editions release, the, the biggest distraction. So anyway, I've said bright, shiny object several times. Audience, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I mean that thing which distracts you from what you should be doing that's actually of no use to you at this point in time. And that, I believe, is Twitter shopping. Because I haven't heard of an e-commerce brand using Twitter as their, as a strong route to market in a very long time. So I'm not quite sure why anyone would want to build a shop there. Chase, what do you think? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like directing consumer businesses, I would say they tie their social growth these days to Instagram and maybe TikTok is starting to take they're fighting for the lead now. Like Instagram and TikTok are like where brands are, are spending their time with social media content curation. Um, you've got some other more interesting brands doing, you know, content plays through maybe YouTube or podcasting, et cetera. But like, yeah, you I don't see many brands building such a loyal and large following on Twitter. So having a sales channel through Twitter seems like a waste of time. Uh, and it's, you know, Focus on the things that work and optimize those, you know, don't build things that you don't need to. Totally in agreement on that one. So guys, please don't get overexcited about the Twitter shopping, unless of course you've got a massively engaged audience on Twitter, in which case yeah, by all means try it. If you're the exception and you're like, hey, actually Twitter's our best channel, then go for it. It sounds great. And it seems like a pretty easy thing to install. Uh, but I see a lot of a lot of uh, stores where they have every channel installed and only one of them works. And it's like, why don't you just get rid of all this stuff and just streamline everything? Yes, exactly. Uh, Okay, let's move on to the second section then. Convert shoppers. Uh, Chase, please tell us all. All right, so convert shoppers. This one is offer buyers everywhere options that convert using the world's most trusted checkout. All right, so I've got one of these that is amazing. And then I have so many opinions on everything else because this was like a, a, a project that we were working on. When, right when this came out, we were like scoping a project and this like threw a wrench in the whole works. But Shopify has now launched checkout extensibility. So you can customize the checkout on Shopify. Uh, this is a Shopify Plus exclusive again. And you're going to notice a lot of the things I say are Shopify Plus exclusives. 
and I just that's just it is what it is. Um, it's not because I'm pushing plus. That's not really my goal here. It's just like this is where the cooler features are are ending up. Um, but why is this feature cool? You can add upsells, cross sells, uh, sales motivators uh, into Shopify's checkout, which has historically been gated and you couldn't affect. Uh, honestly, I don't even think you get access to the checkout uh, liquid template unless you're on Plus. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. And you can actually tie uh, integrations through an API versus having to hard code it, which was the historical way to do some of this stuff. It's really, really useful for uh, brands that have the traffic to start to A-B test their checkout, start to uh, tailor that experience to the needs of their customers. It's a fantastic, awesome tool. And I think this is one of the ones which... If there's a brand who's been on the cusp of shifting from Shopify to Shopify Plus, if some of the things they can now do with checkout extensibility is like a hell yeah, then I can see this being a reason a lot of brands make that move. Yeah. Uh, here's a caveat about Shopify Plus. If you're making under a million dollars a year, don't even think about it. Bright, shiny object. If you're making more than a million dollars a year, maybe it's worth considering. You can actually do... Uh, there are formulas that you can run to see if it will pay for itself just with the savings that you'll do uh, if you're using shop pay as your main checkout thing. Um, but this one in particular is, is fantastic for for brands that are uh, actually kind of doing the business to afford plus it will definitely help bring some more money in. Now, I have to ask, you said you had some strong opinions on some of the other elements in this particular list. Do you want to pick out one of them? And if we get time at the end, we'll come back for some others. No, I can just... Uh, yeah, all right. So we were in the middle of scoping a larger project with a client. And a, a part of it was about the wholesale integrations uh, and the considerations there. And then the Shopify edition thing come out. And Shopify is touting this B2B on Shopify as a new thing and it's exactly the same as it has been for years they just changed the positioning on how they are marketing it there i couldn't find any real features that they're adding to the the wholesale part of shopify that is new or that changes the opinion of most agencies out there which is just build separate experiences if wholesale is a huge part of your business the wholesale integration is super lackluster, or maybe stuff is coming and they haven't really uh, launched what they're saying here, but I couldn't find any more information on it. But I was so frustrated and disappointed by uh, what they, how they marketed this, how it was perceived by an actual Shopify Plus customer, a merchant, and then how I had to basically say, well, that's not actually what this is. It, which is interesting because that is one of the pieces across the whole of this update, which has got almost the most press, I would say, is the new B2B package. So it's really interesting to hear it's not at all new. So, yeah, let me break it down a little bit further, right? So they're saying that you can add, you can customize with themes and discounts with the B2B on Shopify, right? That's not a, So the way they position that is it seems like they're making updates to the Shopify wholesale channel, which is not true at all. What they're saying is, our stance is build a separate store, which you get access to up to 10 stores with a Shopify Plus account. They're saying build a separate store, and that separate store has all the customization ability that your main store has because it's just another instance of Shopify Plus, and that's how you can do B2B on Shopify, which has been how you do it anyway. Like It's just like they wrapped up the same thing into a, a shiny different package and named it something different. Interesting. Okay, let's move on to the third category, which is create your story, Chase. Absolutely. So they're talking what they're talking about here is build your brand and tell your story online 
only as you can. This is getting a little more nerdy, right? So this is a lot of updates that are talking about uh, developer-related stuff. So headless commerce, uh, tokening things, uh, the online store and editors, metafields, all of this stuff is really cool, especially if you're uh, working with an agency or you understands custom development within the Shopify ecosystem. This isn't really stuff that's going to affect younger brands or younger marketers that are used to using app solutions. This is definitely leaning more towards like custom stuff. But the launch of Hydrogen and Oxygen, they 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 launched Hydrogen last year, I do believe. And then Oxygen now is kind of the host of this. So let me explain headless real fast. Headless means that all your components of your website, your like CMS, your payment provider, your subscriptions, your membership, you're just using the best in class components that you want to use to build your website. And when you do that, you kind of need to have something that's tying them all together. And then a host that's kind of hosting the core that's integrating with everything else. I am terrible at explaining this, but basically... But to be fair, I haven't come across anyone who can, can explain headless well. It's yeah. like... It's like there's a bit... It's, it's, I, I like to think of it as a bit like looking at a, you know, a dairy stool. You know, there's like this bit at the top that's flat. And then there's a whole load of other stuff supporting it. And that's about yeah. as good as I get. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little complicated. But caveat here, 99% of brands do not need a headless store. It is the biggest shiny object. Oh, yeah. The performance gains are... Honestly, you can build a site using Shopify front end, which is the traditional Shopify thing. You can build a site just as fast if you're working with a team that knows what they're doing. And it also and then that gets rid of like all these maintenance costs and just confusion and dev like dev store. Like if you're building a headless store, you're looking at a six figure investment plus probably another six figure investment in maintenance. Like it, they are not cheap. Because um, everything because that you see that's supposed to be easy in e-commerce becomes hard because you think you can just install the plugin and way away it works. But no, nope. you have to install the plugin and then find a way to make it work with that bit and that bit and that bit. Yeah. So Headless yeah. is the evolution of custom websites. It's uh, you are, A headless website is infinitely custom. It is the most custom you can do because every piece is built and then you have to tailor make the integration like there's no off the shelf with custom there's no off the sorry with the uh, headless and that's the end of my headless rant but <laughs> if you are going headless basically you need like a, a framework to to use to tie all these pieces together so that's hydrogen and then oxygen is the host of that framework and them allowing uh basically because most people had to pay like a different hosting service uh to host their headless store and then they were just using shopify as their checkout um, now Shopify is basically giving a free hosting account away to people, which is super cool because this is, it could be, you know, tens to hundreds of dollars a month to have some of these hosts were like thousands of dollars a month. So this is a big savings for people that do actually need a headless solution. Their business, if they need to do something that Shopify, it's difficult to solve for on Shopify, like front end and, and they're using it, you know, that that's a cool thing. Got it. So this is your top pick for this section, but we're warning everyone that for most people, this is a a bright shiny object. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. And then they are, and again, they're like they're like announcing Metafield updates and online, like the online store editor updates. Like they announced those six months ago. Those have been live. Okay, guys. So basically, what we're saying here is the create your story piece is very interesting for very big brands who've got big budgets and want to do something really cool and custom. But the rest of you could just be really chilled about it. Absolutely. 
Okay, let's ship, shift on, even ship on, shift on to the fourth one, which is build relationships. So Chase, what is this section all about? Absolutely. So this one, uh, it's know your best customers and turn them into lifelong fans. Honestly, this one, I think they're just grasping at straws. One, there's, like a, real, there's a really cool update for developers with the Shopify QL notebooks. Uh, if you have a data scientist on your team or someone that really understands databases, you can build like some pretty cool analytic stuff within your business. But that's going to be something that 99% of brands aren't looking to do. They're going to use an off-the-shelf solution to do that. But it is a cool feature. Again, a Shopify Plus exclusive. But I mean, a lot of these things, there's only four things that they're mentioning here. And, and none of them are super... Like, I don't even want to pick one as my favorite. Like, this, this whole Fair section enough. is kind of... You skip it. Let's you know it's. But this is this is perfect because the whole point of this is to make sense of this update for the audience. So they know what to actually care about and what they can just ignore. So we've done whole two sections, guys, that you can ignore. That's like uh, a third of the content. You can just relax about and not try to understand or anything. Uh, no, no tasks from from two thirds of the list. Okay, we'll swiftly move on then to number five. Run your business. Absolutely. So this is gain logistics superpowers, discover the hundreds of ways we make managing your back-end office easier. So the the best one here is they are doing a lot of cool updates to the admin within Shopify. It's nothing that you need to do. It's happening and you're going to figure it out, but it's cool. They're making they're just making the back-end of Shopify cooler, right? And better and 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 more and allowing you to do the things that you need to do. But again, it's like you don't have to learn about this stuff. You're just going to be dealing with it when you're like, oh, the back end of my Shopify store changed. I wonder where this button went. Uh, there's some cool stuff that happened back there. But remember how I said that like, there's a lot of stuff that they like keep repackaging. Like they're talking about the Shopify fulfillment network again, which they announced two years ago, uh, which is like really funny to me. And then they have Shopify Flow featured on here, which has been a feature of plus forever and they've actually opened flow up to different like to advanced and i think maybe even regular it's definitely going down market to all the different things but shopify flow has been around forever there's not and there's not even a new feature they just like included it in this list because yeah, shopify flow was like the big game changer when plus first came out wasn't it It was the reason a lot of people moved yeah, out and it's plus. basically zapier for shopify and it's just funny that they are <laughs> they, they keep they they are notorious for announcing things really early and for re-announcing things that have already happened. Okay, so nothing to worry too much about here, people. You will see it in the back end if you need it. That's what we're saying. Um, okay, scale and build, the last of the six areas. Absolutely. Now, this is something that, again, there's a lot of cool stuff here for developers, uh, but the coolest thing here is going to be this new data thing. It's called Shopify Functions. And this allows developers to build apps and that customize discounts, shipping, payments, and settings. A lot of API stuff. It's super nerdy for developers. But basically, like Mike on my team was talking to me about this. He's like, this is what he thought was the coolest announcement of this entire thing from a developer's perspective, is functions are going to allow you to build apps that are faster to build, faster to integrate with the website and can do infinitely custom things. And it's not as much resource intensive and not a, it's just a better way to solve for specific particular use cases. Nice. Okay. So, so Chase, across all of this, it seems to me what we're saying is if you're a business doing under a million a year who are on Shopify normal, 
you can essentially just relax about it and not worry too much because anything you need is going to pop up in front I of you. When I came into this, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'm chill. You're all right, guys. You're doing under a million. You can just ignore this. Get on with something else. Um, but if you're if you're on plus and you're doing so you're in that million plus bracket and you're on plus, there are some good opportunities here. And if you've gone and built headless, you might be able to get rid of your hosting costs. Yeah, yeah. I think that well, I to go back, if you're under a million, ignore everything. Focus on sales. Everything else is a bright, shiny object. Like you might think million is like trust me, getting the first million is the hardest. Going to ten is infinitely easier, but like stop divulging your attention when you're under a million dollars a year just focus on building that repeatable sales strategy that's going to keep growing your customer base like that's the thing to focus on then things get a little bit different as you're kind of moving that scaling phase from like one to ten million thanks which i think moves us nicely on to the next section of this episode so thank you so much chase for letting us pick your brains about the latest shopify updates listeners remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on chase's insider tips on prepping for a great holiday season and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business this podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Clavio comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online Online store and tech stack. Request a demo at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Chase, so far we've gone deep into the latest Shopify editions update for better or for worse. Um, now you get to ours with your insider knowledge about the whole of what's going on in e-commerce at the moment. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with what we've already talked about um, or about something totally different, so long as it's going to help the listeners. Are you ready? Absolutely. But I do want to caveat everything okay. that I said previously is my opinion and my opinion only. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shopify. They're a fantastic partner. But yeah, you know, I got to call out what I see it. Call them like I see them. Yeah. I think of it as being like a sprinkle of sanity across the PR activity. Well, yeah. I mean, PR, like it's marketers write things to sound fanatical and crazy and they must have. And, you know, then when you have to implement it in reality, you kind of have to like level set. And I think it's also worth saying, we haven't said at any point during this, I can't believe they bought this out. This is terrible. None of it's bad. None of it's a step backwards. All of it a is... A lot of it's very specific for like very specific use cases. Like that link pop stuff is very specific. Uh, Dovetail's very specific. The, the, that QL notebook stuff's like very, it's like very specific use cases. So I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that's like, this thing's actually really important to me. But I was kind of, think of thinking, trying to look at it from a way more broad lens. Mm. Okay. Let's do the insider tips then. Uh, starting with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? If you're going to take your first steps, what you need to know is take the steps. Ignore everything. Stop reading books. Stop scrolling Twitter. Stop listening to podcasts. Just pause this one right now and go start. Honestly, I think that most people... And I read this. I read this actually myself earlier on Twitter. Uh, and this, this is kind of like a story this gentleman was telling about how he spoke with uh, a young 
gentleman that is just getting out of college and he had researched and read everything about business and he was like talk, thinking about starting a business and he could rattle off all these frameworks and mental kind of met whatever and the guy's like so why don't you have a business he's like oh, i just there isn't the right time the guy's like there's never the right time just get started there's nothing that's going to help you learn faster than actually going out there and doing it thinking about it is nothing execution is the only thing that does it so my advice is get started you know the best date to plant a tree was 20 years ago the next is right now. Very true. Okay. Once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve the performance of an e-commerce store? Yes, that's all we do at the agency. A <laughs> uh, little plug there. Um, once you kind of have the data and you have the customers and you can like start to do you know, this qualitative and quantitative research, which is nerdy words for you can get into the analytics and you can like start to talk to customers and you can start to look at like user recordings and, and uh, interviews and, and kind of like hot jar reports. That's my favorite stuff to do. And, so, and that's like all we do at the agency is like we either build amazing Shopify stores or kind of optimize Shopify stores. But again, this is stuff that you do kind of in that scaling phase, like after a million dollars a year, because you like have the customers to support it. Like a real caveat is you can't even do real A-B testing, proper A-B testing with a million dollar a year business. Like you don't have the traffic to support the goals of what you're trying to do to get a statistical significant result according to how data scientists prefer to do things, right? Um, but you can still do best practices and all that stuff. But I would say, again, under a million dollars, just focus on sales ruthlessly and put blinders on and start, you know, find where your customers are, find the offers that appeal to them and iterate on your offering. Then once you start to get that data, you have that customer set, you know that the customers are going to keep coming in. Then you can start to optimize stuff. Yeah, totally agree. If someone listening wants to learn more about all this, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Who I love resources. So cheap is the library. Go get a library card. Uh, there's a lot of really good books out there. Uh, one that got me kind of really into how content marketing works, and I think it was a good read, was there's a Russell Brunson book called Dot Com Secrets. It talks about email marketing and the power of that. That's a really fantastic book. As far as like uh, sales goes, uh, there's a traditional sales book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. And I think a lot of those uh, strategies kind of translate over to uh, what happens in a founder's journey, like finding product market fit and kind of just the the discipline that you need to instill in yourself to keep going. That's a fantastic book. Uh, let's see. I got a lot of a lot of books on my desk over here. I'm looking off into the, the distance over here and let's I see a bunch of them behind more. you as well. Let's have one more book. One more book. Well, all right. The one that changed our business, and I see it on your shelf, your shelf back there, is Traction by Gino Wickman. Uh, EOS is a fantastic model to use within your business. Definitely written for bigger businesses, but you can distill from it uh, a great framework to utilize in your business. Uh, and once you realize that there needs to be a system to running your business, like your mindset shifts a little bit. Oh, brilliant. There's three books for all of you to go and dive into. Um, finally, Chase, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Absolutely. Uh, I already see it now. People are asking me all the time. Marketing attribution is a wild card and they're like, they don't know what to do. The cost per acquisition is expensive. And again, they don't know what to do. And the number one way to increase your return on ad spend is to make your experience better. So invest in a better website, invest in a better user experience, interview your customers, find out where their pain points are, what are their fears, their uncertainties, their doubts with buying from you and make your experience better. Uh, that's what I see a lot of stuff doing in the future. 
Yeah, you've got to think about that whole journey. It's so easy when you're in your Facebook ads account, your Google ads account, to forget about the website. And it's like the humans move from one platform to another. And I'm going to add to your saying, ignore the conversion rate optimization until you've got a million and just focus on the sales. I'm going to say ignore marketing attribution and the complexity of that until you've got a million sales, because I see far too many businesses in their early stages get obsessed with trying to tie an individual sale back to just one channel. Oh yeah, don't do this, work on, uh, if you're, I'd say if you need it, you still kind of, maybe you need a KPI back then, uh, which I don't even like to include marketing efficiency ratio in the KPIs I care about, but like if, from a marketing perspective, a marketing uh, efficiency ratio is basically all the money you're spending on marketing, versus all the money you're making. Like it's that broad. And if that ratio is something that is profitable for you, that's all you need to look at. You don't need to drill down any further. Uh, Definitely you can get lost in the weeds and and like getting too specific in the data where sometimes you need to take a step back because knowing that one ad made you $1 is cool, but you have to look at maybe it wasn't the first time they saw that ad. Where did they get onto your kind of radar first to then be retargeted by that ad? Like you have to it has to be a more broad picture and sometimes people get too granular with stuff. Yeah, totally agree. Um, okay, Chase, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you, your podcast and your agency, please? Absolutely. If you enjoy my rants and raves on e-commerce, <laughs> you can listen to me interview merchants every week at Honesty Commerce, available all the places that podcasts are. We also have a video portion that's on YouTube. Uh, you can go subscribe there. Um, and we also put out bonus episodes where I'm talking to subject matter experts and vendors in the ecosystem. Uh, I'm just kind of learning more from them. Um, and then if you're curious about Electric Eye, you're looking to maybe build a new theme or optimize your existing theme, you can reach out at electriceye.io. And if one quick plug, I would say sign up for our email list if none of those sound fun to you. Actually, you'll get emailed about the podcast, but um, we're going to be putting an ebook out soon about the three KPIs that we truly care about and the kind of how to scale your business in a more simplified approach. Uh, and so that's going to be coming soon. And obviously, if you're on the email list, you're going to learn about it a lot quicker. Oh, excellent. Anything that simplifies things totally up for that. Chase, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast and being so generous, sharing your thoughts, your rants and your encouragement around the Shopify updates and far more. So cheers for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. So there you have it, a common sense rundown of what's happening in the world of Shopify additions, all those big updates they've bundled together. It's fair to say none of them are bad updates. They're all heading in a good direction. And I'm sure, as Chase said, some of those more niche ones may solve the the specific problem that you've got. Um, And then at the same time, there's some clear guidance there from from Chase on which ones to pay attention to if you're in the plus bracket. And if you're not in the plus bracket, you can just chill, go work on something else, go work on driving those sales. Now you get links to everything that we discussed, uh, including those important notes and those book recommendations and a link to the full Shopify editions update if you want to go and have a look through it yourself. Plus the transcript of this episode and all of that is available on the website, which you can get straight to the correct page by putting keepopt.com forward slash episode number into the URL bar. And once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Now, 
Across the rest of this month, we are tackling some other major topics to help you get ready for Q4, to help you get ready for the holiday season, to help you thrive through the cost of living crisis. We'll be talking about recession, we'll be talking about Google Analytics 4 and marketing tips for Christmas and a whole load of other stuff. And then all my guests from this are hopefully going to be able to join us for our end of month Q&A webinar, which you can sign up to at the website, keepoptimizing.com. It'd be great to see you there because I'm bringing together some amazing minds in the world of e-commerce to answer your questions. We'd love it if you kind of overwhelmed us with questions during that session. And please tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many e-commerce marketers as possible to have an awesome rest of 2022. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.